put back cover behind us now, close the book. No, the book was already closed. All we read was the back cover. Yeah. <laughs> that explains why we know so fucking little. We know so little about the Keyblade War. I only read the back cover of the book. Only that it was just the end of this game. <laughs> but actually not, because then they rebooted it and added so much more that it's more than you. It's fine. Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels, and I'm joined as always by Joe. How are you, Joe? I'm great. I, you know, I feel like I have to study at this point in the podcast. There, well, it's good, because there's a quiz. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm on Bed Bath & Bionicle. Uh, <laughs> So we've been making this show. I said the, basically this exact same thing last week. We've been making this show for almost two years. Uh, and for so many reasons, I am grateful that we do it. I've met so many great people. You and I are better friends. But I think for the first time, I'm now grateful for actually understanding a thing in Kingdom Hearts better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if... If there's a point where that's ever happened to me, I certainly know more things about Kingdom Hearts than when we started, uh-huh. but I'm not sure if I'm happy about it. <laughs> it's just a burden we carry now. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I love I, doing the show. It's very <laughs> fun, but I but I don't know that I would say that I that I think about all of the knowledge I have about Sora's many forms, and I think. <laughs> Yes, I'm glad this is occupying space in my brain. Well, I don't know shit about that. I'm just like, when when we started this show, I couldn't have told you what Unchained was or meant, and and now I have I have worked and harder. And now you know that it's that it refers to a different being in another dimension. <laughs> exactly, and that's so fucking funny to me. <laughs> so it's like like I literally. I've been out of school for a while now, and doing this is the closest I've come to giving a shit about learning anything in, like, literal years. And it's, you know, it's very satisfying, is what I'm saying. Um, I also, on Twitter, I made the claim that this week I was going to um, answer everyone's questions by explaining the time axis. Uh, and I regret, oh. I regret to inform you that will probably be next week because there is way more mobile game than I thought. I thought we were going to get to post Keyblade War. We are not today. I'm pres- pres- I don't have notes that far, so we're not. <laughs> Did we say in last week's episode what the plan is for release day? Mm-hmm. And do we want to in this episode? Uh no. I mean we, we we haven't said it. We can say it. I think now that we know how far we're going today, we actually have a clear picture of what mm-hmm. these next few Tuesdays look like. And if you if you listen to the show uh, when it comes out and you're caught up, presumably you could be listening to this in uh, March or something because you beat Kingdom Hearts three. You know what the fuck happened. Uh, but if that's the case, we release the show on Tuesdays, and Kingdom Hearts three comes out on a Tuesday. It's got Oops. the cl- it's got the club going up on a Tuesday, and I do. Uh, we we did struggle with like, oh, what do we? 
what do we release? Do we do we delay the episode? Do we play, we play it at midnight and bit? just yeah. do it sleep deprived? Uh, which I think which, could be funny, but <laughs> which like you are taking time off of work, I am not. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Uh, our actual plan on Tuesday the 29th, we will be releasing an episode that explains all of the games, all of Kingdom Hearts in one episode. Uh, they said Start it couldn't to be finish done. The whole thing. Science has gone too far. Uh, but we're gonna do it. And then that way, you if you're if you've been a listener of the show, you've got a nice little summary. And for new folks, they can just listen to that one. And they're all <laughs> <laughs> they're all caught up, but it'll all make sense. <laughs> well, you know, there will be a, like a question mark where Unchained won't be done yet. It will be the story so far under soil and dirt but i mean uh, what are you gonna do when is unchained supposed to actually end i don't know i have no clue i know there's supposed to be story updates coinciding with kingdom hearts 3 Hmm. and uh i think it's been basically like confirmed that it will continue after oh wow part partially because it makes squeenix way too much fucking money uh because Mm -hmm. it's a gotcha game but also there's a lot of people assuming that kingdom hearts is not done with the xehanort saga Oh, I, I, there's no, there's no universe where Kingdom Hearts three is the last Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah. So a lot of people are assuming that what Unchained has wrought will continue on long mm-hmm. after Xehanort is out of the picture. Um, and I gotta say, I'm not super stoked on that. I do wish it would just fucking end, but, um, not, not because I don't love doing the show or because I don't love Kingdom Hearts, but like, as we've discussed with, uh, uh, to to compare to oh what if Roxas comes back sometimes it's sometimes closure is better than mm-hmm. than things coming back and and going on if they got if they got good stories in them I'm here for it if it's just you say that after well, doing this making, show for almost two years making, though yeah there's uh, there's a lot of good stories in this series mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts one two three five eight Birth by Sleep I would call all of those better than like. You enjoyed them. Yeah, I think they're all good. I think they're all good stories. There's some bad ones. There's some uh, stinkers in the mix. But, but like, <laughs> yeah. in the same way that, like... I think, I think some, like, you, you mentioned Birth by Sleep, and I'm compelled to say I enjoyed that story. It was good. It was poorly told. Yes, that's definitely, that, that is definitely the case. Um, it's so, the story is so, like, packed into the end of each character's story. But Exactly, that, yeah. But that's beside, like, my... You and I are both big fans of Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. which is the show that ended, and then it came back. And what came and it, back and was, it was kind excellent. Of, it was kind of mad that it came back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 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 it come it coming back. They it came back and it had an interesting story to tell that was still in the same universe. And so mm-hmm. even though the closure that it ended it with was already good. I was happy to see more of it because the more of it that they gave came back for a reason because it had more stories to tell. If Kingdom Hearts comes back after three and is like that, I'm stoked. If it comes back and it's just clearly, well, we can't stop selling these Funko Pops, so we got to make more, then mm-hmm. yeah, that's a different story. Well, I guess we'll, we'll find out. 
Um, um unchained. Cut, cut hard into the co- podcast, and uh, me from a future time has traveled back to now because there is a me here and then. You're doing the, the Twin Peaks giant slow-mo shaking your hands <laughs> no motion. Like, <laughs> exactly. Don't yeah. go. I am on top of the screen, and I am speaking behind myself in the screen. <laughs> I, I appear on my own bed, talk, and I say that the, the good Joe is in the lodge. <laughs> <laughs> and it, <laughs> 25 years later, Kingdom Hearts uh, 8. Um, actually, unchained. it's not pronounced X. It's pronounced Garmin Bosia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What an excellent program we've made. I think you say synthesis shop. We lived above it. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, okay mobile game let's do it oh yep okay so i guess the preface of this is what we're covering today is technically the story of kai which is the pc game that was japanese only um, which was later remade as unchained and then unchained kept going after it rebranded into union cross and it there are some things that line up with back cover that we've already covered. Um, we've already back covered. Uh-huh. <laughs> and <laughs> Thank you. I have some notes pointing out those scenes and where it's relevant for the sake of um, this episode being easier to digest. Uh, but yeah, then we're just going to go through it. Cool. Again, I'm going to shout out Everglow because if you want to follow along with exactly what I watched, <laughs> that's what I watched at double speed, skipping a lot of back cover scenes because they're mixed in. But okay. So so generally, back cover is running concurrent with Kai. Yes. When, yeah, when we covered back cover, I interjected a few times to say, hey, the player sees this. And now right. I'm going to do the opposite where I say, hey, back cover showed a snippet of this. Right. And in general, all of, so all of those scenes where the Master of Masters, those little like prequel scenes where the Master of Masters tells the foretellers what they're job is all that takes place before kai um there's one little scene that we see in uh unchained that adds a little more context to the ava scene yeah it comes Uh, pretty late in i I, I almost think it comes i would guess it comes after the keyblade war happens it's a flashback it won't like but since like since we're happily watching the chronological version as presented by everglow it, uh, we might as well present mm-hmm. this part of the story chronologically too, because it does make it, sense to look at it this yeah, way. Yeah, it, it's already um, willfully obtuse enough mm-hmm. that I think, for for the sake of understanding it and this program being enjoyable, um, we're just gonna we're just gonna tell it how it is. And like I said, there's there's additional dialogue that was not presented to us in the movie version of that flashback. Remember, in that flashback, the Master of Masters tells Ava that she needs to uh, create a separate organization uh, that end up being called the Dandelions that will be powerful or strong hearted Keyblade wielders who will live on after the world is destroyed in the Keyblade War. Rip. So the little bit of extra that we get here in this scene uh, that wasn't in the movie is that Ava is given a list by the Master of Masters, a list of names, five of them, to lead the union, to lead five new unions after these five unions go kablooey in the Keyblade War. 
she notices that one of them, the names is circled in red. Uh, the audience doesn't see what it is, but she sees that one of the names is circled in red. She asks why. The Master of Masters explains that this time only one of the union leaders will get the Book of Prophecies, and it's that one that's circled in red. Mm -hmm. She says, oh, isn't that risky? He says, only if the other four get it, so make sure you do it uh, in secret, and it's kept just to them. Uh, And also he makes sure to say that it's vital in the events to come. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, The next thing I have is... um a cheerathy disappearing. Um, so there's then the game I starts. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, you, yeah. The game starts. You're a keyblade wielder with whatever color hair you want. Mm-hmm. And if if ever if ever glow is our new jet monkey HD, then we have to assume that green is canon. Mm, but I don't know if I don't know if if like it feels sacrilegious to claim a new canon like this. Yeah. No, I don't. Th- I think this is Everglow is. The I think master this is a masters. dream. This is. I think this is a <laughs> projection of the Book of Prophecies. Okay, sure. Yeah. So, well, uh, Jet Monkey was Ansem the Wise, mm-hmm. and he had his apprentices, uh, Amiru, uh, and <laughs> someone else. Cyberman sixty five. That's it. That's the one I couldn't remember. The generic one, and then the puppet master. Up above is Everglow, the, the the master of masters. Whoa. I've I've solved it. The time axis. Alright. So yeah, the game starts Cheerthy, who in my notes I abbreviated the first three letters, which is C H I Kai, which is Oh, oh man. No. Cheerthy explains. Uh the player seems to like not remember existing before this moment, uh, because it's a video game. Cheerthy explains that because of their Natural and neat pursuit of light. They're a good candidate for a Keyblade wielder. Also, I've misspelled wielder almost every single opportunity. Oh, are we talking about Keyblade welders? Mm-hmm. Yep. No, there's an eye in there. It's just in the wrong spot. Uh, and they the Keyblade wielder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ah! he's wailing. Get it? All right. They fight heartless in Daybreak Town. That's the name of the town to collect that light. Explains how Keyblades work with metals. It's more gameplay than story, but it'll come up later. It tries to make it both. And then your uh, your union leader, or at least, and maybe it's always Europe, because um, I think Evergo is playing in Lepardis, which is Gula's union. That's correct. Yeah. So Ira shows up and says, Oh yeah, you're stronger with other people. Bond with your union, but not every union has the same goal. <laughs> Already I'm making this kind of weird. Uh, fight the darkness. <laughs> There's so many weird sequences with Cherithy, <laughs> where Cherithy just says some cryptic shit, and yeah. you're just like, okay, I guess I'll keep playing. Guess I'll keep paying Tapping. to hope I get a golden Kyrie uh-huh. box. Yep. <laughs> yep. So they gotta fight the darkness, dude. I don't know if they say specifically other worlds. Maybe they do, because it is established that this is just the one world that has not split. It is just one really big world. But they take these portals to other quote unquote worlds, um, which are the Disney worlds that we are not gonna fucking cover. I don't care how many times you go to Agrabah. No. Um and it Ugh. it will become clear in a little bit that we're not actually going to those worlds at all. We're going to uh projections of them within the book of prophecies mm-hmm. that's sort of looking into the future. That's one of the ways in which it's explained why Heartless are there so much. But yeah, they are seeking out the the darkness in this way 
Um, I don't know if I would say it's necessarily in the future, but Ephemer kind of starts to explain it later, and we can presume more from that. Uh, sure. Eventually, after you do like a bunch and have wasted all your money, Chirithi tells you about the Foretellers, the Book of Prophecies, um, that the end of it says everyone's going to fucking die. We know this from back cover, but this is the explanation initially. Um, eventually, the uh, player is given a power bangle, and it's, again, more gameplay than story, but it's also both. Somehow important. Yeah, yep. it, and we kind of, this is um, something, if you watched back cover it's not something we went into huge detail in our coverage of back cover but um yeah i don't think we did but if you recall the way they found out that there was a traitor is because they found a dark chirithi uh, a chirithi had turned into a nightmare that chirithi was they mentioned that that chirithi was posing as a normal one and handing out what it called power bangles which were actually like darkness bangles that were like they abs- causing yeah. they they collect darkness to tap into the darkness yeah yeah they collect darkness which isn't i guess inherently bad but it makes the person stronger which means they're using the darkness and yada 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 in that scene after the chirithi disappears a different one runs on screen and is confused um, there's a lot of, <laughs> I can never tell which one is which, because they all are called Chirithi. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the the player fights some more Heartless, learns that all the other people also have the bangles. Later, there's a scene, another cryptic fucking scene, where two Chirithis meet and discuss, like, Hey, how's your wielder doing? Bob, I don't know. He I love this fuck. <laughs> are you talking, is this the one where it, where it just dies? Oh, no, that's later. <laughs> the, oh, okay. That scene's also, like, I... I don't want to say that seems funny because you just said a character dies, but oh, it's so funny. It's, it's a little absurd, but this one um, prefaces that, and it is to Cheerthy alone. And it says hello, Cheerthy, and the other one says hello, Cheerthy. Hi, Cheerthy. Yep. And it's like, how's your we- uh, wheel they're doing? And he says indifferent. <laughs> and he- <laughs> it's like, yeah, we just gotta, we just gotta hope that everything works out, and then it ends. <laughs> uh it's great. There's a cryptic scene about the player uh, getting told by a Chirithi that, sorry, someone didn't come to meet you. Oh, well. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. I guess, it, you know, the simplest answer is that it's foreshadowing stuff with Ephemir. So it's probably like a dream or some shit, but there's like no other context. Yeah. So this is when Everglow cuts in the scene with the foretellers where they talk about there being a traitor. And um, I think it's Ava who references the bangles. Could have been. Envy, I'd like to assume Envy does something that matters, but I don't have anything in my notes about it. Uh, do any of the things, any of them, do you matter? Uh, I mean, that's debatable. Do you think that this game as a whole matters? Uh, probably, unfortunately. Um, then I, I mean, the next thing I have in my notes is this, the, the, the scene yeah. where the Chirithi disappears. Is that... Yep, that's what my notes say as well. So, we see two Chirithis. One is maybe the players, but I don't know, who knows? A Chirithi walks up to another one. This sounds like I'm starting a joke. (laughs) Two Chirithis walk into a bar. Yep. And one fucking dies. (laughs) Uh, One of them says, hi, Chirithi, what's wrong? And the one that's like, because the the other one is like sprawled out on the ground. And the one on the ground says, my wielder disappeared into darkness. And the first one just says, oh. Oh, we're back into. I, I uh, someone, someone, uh, 
include I think we mentioned it too, but someone was like, Oh yeah, you guys just laugh maniacally at the terribly tragic shit in Birth by Sleep. And it's like uh-huh. Yeah, this is I was gonna say this is like that, but I'm not even emotionally attached no. to this spirit. <laughs> so I think it, I mean the reason it's funny is because the the charity that sees this one die seems to not care. Yeah, either. it's just like, oh, this is what happens. Oh well. The one who's upright says, if our connection with our wielders disappears, so will we. And then the other one is like, yep, and then it disappears. <laughs> yeah, I'm dead as shit, dog. Bye. <laughs> it, it just completely disapparates into particles. Yeah, no, it's funny as shit when that motherfucker dies. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ira shows up. And says some confusing shit in this same scene. It talks to the Chirithia that has just witnessed its brother die and says, <laughs> uh, oh shit, where actually is my notes? Um, yeah, so Ira shows up and says, darkness is spreading just as fast as Lux is collected. Fucking why? Uh, and the cheer. Cool, my friend's dead. <laughs> it's like shit's only getting worse, even though it Thanks. seems like the people doing good are doing as good as possible. Thanks, why do you wear a unicorn mask? <laughs> because I'm a furry. <laughs> uh, the Chirithi asks Ira if the traitor is one of the five, and he says, I don't know yet, even though presumably he does. <laughs> mm-hmm. So maybe that's just, this should have happened a little bit earlier, based on that tiny detail. In the chrono- in the cut, yeah. Yeah, but that's um, irrelevant, because I could... I could much like the game has done, I could say this in any order, and it would not make necessarily mm-hmm. more sense. So the player meets another Keyblade wielder named Aphimer mm-hmm. on, on an adventure. Yep, and I briefly mentioned him last week. He is the boy with white hair and a red right. scarf. Aphimer explains that he has this theory that where they're going when they go into the portals are not actually the other worlds because they're too far away. But or I guess that, other parts of the big world. Right, right. Because they're all connected by one landmass. Mm-hmm. Um, so rather than rather than call them rather than worlds. take a plane to Agrabah, you pop on your VR goggles and right. just to, you know pretend. Yep. So that's what it is. It's just little projections, and he thinks it probably has something to do with the Book of Prophecies, uh, and he wants to figure it out. He also points out that each of the unions have different goals, mm-hmm. and as a result, they are fighting over the light rather than just collecting it. The player, oh, I guess we mentioned this. The player has a dream uh, right before this scene. The player has a dream where they are in the foreteller's room in the tower, and they see the foretellers. The study that we've seen that we've yes. seen the master of masters talk to them in a whole bunch, mm-hmm. mainly in back cover, in but a couple cover. scenes in the game. But yeah, the the player sees them talking, and then. Is just kind of consumed by the darkness. So that's cool. A dream. Yeah, it's a dream. He wakes up, the Chirithi there says, no, go back to sleep, you're totally fine. And then a second Chirithi pops up and says, hey, why are you showing him that dream? And he says, fuck you. And we find out that these <gasps> Chirithis are fucking rivals. So that's cool. Wild. Again, like, I wish there was a way to be sure what Chirithi we're looking at at any given time, but whatever. Too bad, I guess. The player tells Ephemer about this dream because he assumes, like, they're connected or it's at least convenient that he had it right now. And Ephemer says, oh, well, let's go to that location in your dream because I'm going to also assume it's connected. So they go to the tower. Also, uh, the Chirithi rivals talk shit on each other again. (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, eventually, they reach the entrance of the to- the hidden entrance of the tower, but it takes them long enough to find it that Ephemer's like, "Hey, let's go back. People are gonna be sus- be curious. They're they'll it'll be suspicious if we're away from our unions for that long. We don't want anyone thinking we're doing anything untoward. So let's head back and then uh, meet me by the fountain tomorrow. And then we'll actually now that we know where it is, where the entrance is, we'll uh, explore it together tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And the player thinks that sounds fair. Yeah. So they go back. Yep. And then in the scene that we sort of mentioned in back cover, where Ephemer ta- talks to Ava at the fountain, he says, I made a friend today. We're going to ha- meet tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. So that firmly places that time. And since we barely talked about that scene, I, I don't remember actually now what we said about that scene. But Ava mentions that she appreciates Ephemer's ability to think for himself and trying to figure out the truth rather than just... Uh, accept what has been given to her she i don't know she likes that it's good she trusts him ephemer doesn't actually just go back ephemer decides to once the player is gone decides to explore the tower himself a little bit Mm -hmm. and we only get a glimpse of that before we see a figure that from our vantage point is hidden in shadows that Ephemer recognizes, but again, the audience can't really see their face mm-hmm. uh, and says like, oh, it's is that really you or something like that? And then that scene ends and we see the player waiting for Ephemer at the fountain, but he never shows. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff that has happened, like some flashback stuff that has happened that uh, Everglow cut into this scene. Um, notably, it is a while the player is waiting at the fountain, a girl with a keyblade and long strawberry blonde hair walks by and um at the end of this scene where Chirithi's like hey cheer up bud if he didn't show up he probably had a good reason like getting unstuck in a different dimension (laughs) they bond and at the end of that scene you can it pans up and the girl is watching from the top of a roof this girl's name is always feel like mom is watching me What's up? Uh... I have no prophecy. <laughs> a book of prophecies. Um, <laughs> and I got no prophecy. <laughs> What's, uh, I think it's pronounced Streletzia is her name. That's how I would assume it's pronounced as well. That's what I've been saying. We also said Isa wrong for like a whole game and nobody said anything. Mm-hmm. So Streletzia. No, nobody said shit. Yeah. So thank you. Of all the things we've gotten corrections for, never pronunciations. So Streletzia. We won't talk about her again this episode, but this is the confirmation that she was... Yeah, this is where she is introduced. Mm -hmm. Chronologically. (laughs) The next thing we see is a dream that the player has. We don't know it's a dream at first, but it's a dream. And he meets... Or they meet Ephemer in the square. Ephemer says, hey, sorry, let's go to the tower now. And when they get to the tower, Ephemer says, oh, you're not ready after all. I'll be waiting, and then disappears, and then disappears. <laughs> into a puff of dandelions, and the player wakes oh, up. Oh, is that what it's supposed to be? That's Yeah, that's what it uh, looks like to me, I'm assuming. Interesting. And I mean, it's not that interesting. But it, like, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, I guess they would be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when the player wakes up and tells Chirithi, they're like, oh, okay, and then he goes to search for the tower, and Chirithi says, no, that's super not cool. Uh, it's not, You're not allowed to go there, and the foretellers are fighting right now. But the player goes anyway, and when they're there, they're stopped by Ava. And Ava... Ava's the... Oh boy. Which, is Ava the fox mask? My... She is... Yes, yeah, she's the fox. Envy is the snake. Gula is the leopard. Mm-hmm. 
Asad is the bear. Yeah, Ava, Ava has like a pink robe. She's the one that we see the most in yeah. the game. Here is the unicorn. Sorry, I lost my place. Uh, remind me what... Uh, uh, the player was just stopped by Ava at the tower. And the player apparently says a lot of things that we don't see because it's a video game. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's... They apparently, but then they started speaking later on. Yeah, that's in that's in scenes that were only in Kai and not in Unchained. Interesting. So I'm assuming huh. that was just a change that came to the mobile game. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm again, I'm assuming, uh, based on only mm-hmm. seeing uh, what's edited into this video because I don't want to play this game. The player uh, conveys that they are looking for Ephemer because they saw him in a dream, and apparently the player knows that Ava saw Ephemer the same day and worries that ephemer got mixed up in the fight that the foretellers were having that chirithi explained and ava says you're not far from the truth but i can't say anymore i'm going to fight you now and she does Yeah, it's weird how quickly things escalate but it's kind of clear that she's fighting the player just to test them i mean i guess like she doesn't like it's not it doesn't seem like she wants to kill the player yeah but when you when when she wins or the fight ends and uh, she is the victor. Uh, she says that there is darkness in your heart to get rid of uh, and leaves. And after the player leaves, Ava connects the dots that this is the friend that Ephemer mentioned. Mm-hmm. She specifically says that the sadness in your heart could, you have potential, but the sadness in your heart could turn into darkness easily or something like that. Yeah, I'm looking for my fucking friend <laughs> that you won't tell me what happened. And you just came at me with a sword. <laughs> Yep, so next time we see the player, they are sleeping. Ava fucking comes in their room like a fucking creep and watches them sleep. And the and talks to their Chirithi and says, uh, yeah, anyway, so I'll tell you about Ephemer for some reason and not the player. Yeah. Uh, and she says that Ephemer was close to the truth and that as a result, he has fallen into an unchained state and now finds himself in a different realm. Mm-hmm. Notably, Ava asks the Chirithi if it showed the player the dream. Chirithi says no. And then after saying that uh, fucking Ephemer is unchained or whatever, she presumes that Ephemer reached out himself. and if To show, to cause the dream, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And if they're disconnected... The player may be close to that realm, too. I'm assuming she just uses the he pronoun a bunch. Um, right. I'm sure if I'm sure if uh, Everglow had chosen to play a character with she, her pronouns, it would have been clear for us to yeah. <laughs> understand the dialogue. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's the gist of it. And uh, yeah, she posits that it's up. I, I'm assuming it's the character, the character or the player. It's up to the player's heart. What actually happens, which. No, it's not. It's in the fucking book. What happens? <laughs> uh, anyways, the next thing we see is the Chirithi giving the player a bracelet of light, which protects the character from some uh, advanced darkness as they go into the corridor of darkness. Because of... Which is just a place where you fight strong, heartless. Yeah, it looks like the dark realm, kind of. purple, dark background, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a mission specifically from the Union leaders, and we see a scene of Chirithi talking to Gula that might just be because of the union that uh, Everglow is in. So it might just be any union leader, but the Chirithi says, hey, why this? And it's like, because I said so. 
<laughs> we have to fight the darkness or some shit. We have to be stronger. Then there's a bunch more Disney worlds, and who gives a shit? The player meets another wielder named Skuld. S K U L D Skuld. And and she says that Ephemer told her about the player in a dream, mm-hmm. specifically to go find them. She's a girl with long black hair. I mentioned her name once last week. Um, but yeah, they meet because Ephemer came to her in a dream. They used to they used to be in a team together, her and Ephemer. Yep. They go to the tower and before they get there they witness the foretellers fighting which is why i brought it up last time is because this happens during the fight where like everyone beats the shit out of a sad uh-huh so that's great scald worry worries that the worlds are going to disappear like i think ephemer told her yeah ephemer told her in the dream that yeah oh by the way the world's gonna end and then she sees the world's leaders fighting each other and she's like well fuck fuck. i guess the world's gonna end uh at this point some things that might kind of look like heartless they're not they show up and they can speak and they ask for lux um we find out that these which is did we already explain that lux is just light fancy name they have for light yeah in this game yeah it's uh like lums from rayman um we find out (laughs) that these are called darklings because the text on the screen says it and then we later find out that they are fallen Keyblade wielders. Um, they have been consumed too much by the darkness. And we find that out from a Chirithi who has fallen into the darkness, presumably the rival Chirithi. Mm-hmm. And the Chirithi is talking about how great the darkness is and how mm-hmm. you're, you're a big dummy if you think yeah. light's cool. It, it looks different now. It's like all purple and has red eyes. Looks kind of yeah. like a dream eater. What? I kind of love it. It's great. Um, it also and it, it, it it is a, it's a nightmare. We already know this, right? And the player's Chirithi asks where the asks the dark Chirithi where its wielder is, and it says not as far off as you'd think, or something like that. Yeah, and then it I disappears. Re- closer than you think is what I have written down. Mm. And then I guess it's fine because they still go to the tower, mm-hmm. and they go inside, and they're stopped by. Gula, again, I think this is Gula because of the union that the character is in, based on what happens next. Oh, right. That makes sense. Gula, in air quotes, Gula says that ephemer uh, has gone, and I guess the phrasing of it implies that he murked Ephemer. Yeah, he was like, I caught Ephemer sneaking up here, just like I just caught you two sneaking up here. Ephemer mm-hmm. won't be a problem anymore, or something like that. Yeah, so the player fights Gula. Because he's like, or because the player's like, fuck you. I don't <laughs> want to die. Also, tell me where my friend is. Yeah, this sucks, dog. Fuck you. They fight, and when it's over and the character has lost, um, also, we're now outside. Uh, I don't know if the fight. You actually win all these fights, by the way. Yeah. It's just you win them, and the, it's, and the, the screen says you win, mm-hmm. and then afterwards it shows you've clearly lost. Video games are great. <laughs> Uh, it's so funny to me how games do that so often because because it has to be a thing why don't why don't you you have to like be good enough at the game to win the fight but narratively you don't win why don't they like why do they make like they make it so that you can just lose those you can sometimes you can lose to leon in kingdom hearts one but that changes the ending scene it don't matter (laughs) 
That's actually, I mean, that's where the timelines but... diverge. I figured it all out. <laughs> the time action. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, each Leon has a different number on his hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're not a player. <laughs> I'm a player. You see this jacket? <laughs> all right. So it wasn't Gula. Um, after the battle is over, it is revealed to be Ava, the foreteller who does things. Just somehow in disguise, like in yeah. she says that magical every, disguise. She says the room and and her appearance, all of it was projections. Um, and she explains that she was testing them uh, because the world's gonna fucking end, and she's putting together a team of people who are gonna live through it. By not fighting Call the dandelions, we know this. Mm-hmm. The dandelions. She says that uh, Ephemer found out that there was more truth and is left. And then she says, because of his pursuit of truth, she can trust him to lead the dandelions when she's gone. And says that he has left and he is waiting. We'll figure out what that means in more depth later. Um, I think I had straight up said it last week. I don't know. Scold seems super on board to join the player is not um, because the player's like, hey, but what about the people who don't join? And Ava's like, pulls on her collar and is like, ah, well, (laughs) the book says everyone dies. (laughs) So presumably. What she says is, yeah, she says they they will participate in the Keyblade War. Because it's inevitable. Fate. Mm -hmm. And the player's like, I'm going to think about it then. Uh, Which... I, f- I feel like just like look in the book and just be like, nah, says he doesn't join. All right, see ya. <laughs> there is a <laughs> there is a a lot of discussion about the lore of Unchained lately in the Discord. Join the Got It Memorized Discord. Uh, but in the discussion, someone said, "What if the book is just like a brief outline, like a like a roughly what happens." And I mean, from the one page page whose contents we know, the lost page, it seems doesn't have like details. Because Gula says that the lost page just says, "Hey, there's a traitor who has a sign on." Yeah, a, a sigil, and we'll later learn yeah. that a bell is involved. But yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just details. I, I I propose that the Book of Prophecies is a role playing game rule book. And uh, Master of Masters is just the world's worst fucking GM. <laughs> uh, also, I mean, it would be true to its name if it's a book of prophecies, because prophecies tend to be yeah. enigmatic, mm-hmm. vague, and um, obtuse. Yeah. So it would fit. What's interesting about that outline proposition, because um, they also propose, like, if that's what's in the story and it keeps happening over and over again, because we the book seems to end at a Keyblade War, but also he knows that there will be new Union leaders after that. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I'll save, you know, the theory town for next week when we um, run out of mobile game to talk about. Uh, but, yeah, I brought it up because I made a joke about the book. Anyways, everyone's going to fucking die. Uh, so the player says, I'm going to think about it. And at the fountain talking with Skold, he says, I, lo- I want to see Ephemer again, but I also... Don't think I can leave everyone else behind. I think I'll fight with them. Um, Skold tells the story about her being in a group with Ephemer, which you mentioned earlier. After being with him for a while, he says, you know, I think like you'll be okay when you're on your own now. And then eventually when she was the only person in the party, he was right, yada, yada, yada. 
Uh, she's like, I remembered him all this time, and he must have too because he came in my dream and told me to talk to you. And then she leaves to go join the dandelions. But uh, as she's about to leave, she finds, and the player finds uh, some Keyblade wielders arguing in the street. They're arguing over Lux, and they're arguing about each other being traitors. And all these other Keyblade wielders show up, and they're all arguing about traitors and Lux, and they're all fighting mm-hmm. each other. And then one of them just nonchalantly stands there and says, The Keyblade War has begun. <laughs> <laughs> which is quite funny yeah uh notably this is after presumably based based on the cut i believe it it's after ava has addressed the dandelions in that last scene in back right. cover so we can you know put back cover behind us now close the book um and read the, the rest of the book but yeah so this is no, the book was already closed <laughs> all we read was the back cover yeah. <laughs> that explains why we know so fucking little we know so uh. little <laughs> About the Keyblade War. I only read the back cover of the only book. Only that it was just... Only that it was just the end of this game. <laughs> but actually not, because then they rebooted it and added so much more that it's more than you... It's Why is Vintage here? I don't get it. <laughs> the kid's my apprentice and I'm old as shit and also young at this time. I don't get it. Piles of confusion from Ventus Riven. <laughs> <laughs> Unchained the name key. Unchained shall be given. The name Union Cross shall be given. <laughs> oh fuck! All right, yeah, there's a bunch of fucking. A said shows up and says, "I'm gonna kill everybody," uh, because of, but because he can't trust anybody who's not in his union. Yeah, and uh, technically, that's his role when he thinks Ira isn't being a good leader. He's supposed to take over. He does decide to kill all the union leaders to do it, but um. Whatever he says, he specifically says banish, not kill. Oh, for what it's worth. For for what it's worth, yes. Also, this is translated from Kai. I think. I think these these are the scenes now that were only in right. Kai that we have not seen, and um, so it's fan translation. Yeah. So, you know, layers and layers. Yep. And he also fights like Shrek, just like Shrek. Um, what was the the like an onion? No, no, yeah. It, there was a. I was reading a, a tweet that I think was just a screenshot of an interview with Kevin Hart being like, do you, re- do you regret being a uh, piece of shit? And he says, and his response was, it's like an onion. There just isn't an end to it. And it's like, do you think <laughs> onions are bottomless? <laughs> That's not how this works. How thin are you slicing your onions, my dude? Breaking news, world hunger solved. <laughs> Everyone has bad breath forever, though. And everyone's crying, but we're all okay now. <laughs> Weird trade-off, but we'll take it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry for that fucking diversion. Sed says uh, that he's going to wait at the faded place and leaves and waits at the, you know, the Keyblade graveyard. The player, and I th- actually I think it's Skull that does the talking, that talks to Ira now, who hasn't left yet, and says, hey... What the fuck? Y'all gonna fix this? And Ira says, nah, <laughs> this is the end. Mm-hmm. I've read the book. This is how it ends. Uh, Skuld says, you know, why go if you know what's gonna happen? And Ira's like, fate, I guess. Uh, also, notably, Ased fought the player. We've kind of missed that detail. It's important. Yep, well, and like, full-on attacks the player, yeah. basically. What union are you in? Not yours. Then perish. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and that's relevant to bring up because the player now passes out entirely from that 
sees a vision. They see themselves in the Keyblade graveyard. They're surrounded by numerous dark figures that we can't see who they are, just sort of shapes. Um, I should have counted how many there were. I didn't. Oh, I didn't either. A bright light appears above the player. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the figures disappear, and then a bright blue light appears above them, um, presumably Kingdom Hearts or whatever. Uh, And then that's where our notes say we're going to stop today. Yeah. How did we spend 50 minutes talking about just that? We spent 10 minutes talking about nothing first. Twin Peaks. Yep. <laughs> the answer to all of our questions. Twin Peaks. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, where are you on the internet, Joe? Twitter.com slash Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. Where are you on the internet, Wheels? Twitter.com slash the Travis W in a podcast called Very Random Encounters, where some friends and I play tabletop role-playing games and randomly determine as much as is possible. Great. How much left you got in that season? Ah, great! You uh, got it memorized. It's hosted on the Orange Groves. You can find out more about the network. It'll be done when it's done. You can find more shows on the network and learn more about the network itself at theorangegroves.com. And then it's also supported by Patreon. Also, this show is supported by Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/MemorizeCast. You can get early episodes. Bonus episodes, we're about to record one on our wildest Kingdom Hearts 3 predictions, which means jokes that you're not going to get on this show. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I hope they're good. And uh, you can also get the full second season of Interstitial when it's out. Um, We're in the editing process, I say, as if it's happening right now. I've edited some. You have. It's a busy month is what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, so when that comes out, uh, patrons will get the whole season at once before it, any of it comes to the public feed. And Interstitial, of course, if you don't know, is our Kingdom Hearts-inspired actual play show uh, that is a spinoff of that. And it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the Patreon. Thank, uh, we don't, season 2 wild, y'all. Season 2 wild. Uh, I was just going to say, we don't thank patrons enough. Thank y'all for supporting this show. It means, it's, means a lot to me that you'd like um, Xehanort voice, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it's it it yeah, it's awesome that so many of you like what we do enough to support it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't know, I like making this show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Uh, it's a good program. Thank you for listening. Our theme music is a remix of "Dearly Beloved" by Leg Day, courtesy of Game Chops. Our show's Twitter is twitter.com/slash/memorizecast. Uh, if you go to the pinned tweet on that page, you'll also find a link to our Discord server. And everything that we plug is in the show notes of the episode, as always, um, including our email address that I haven't said yet. But if you have any questions, now is the time. Uh, and is that it? Yeah, I think so. So that was most of Kingdom Hearts, Kai, and Unchained. Uh, We haven't once done Kingdom Hearts yet. That's funny. Yeah, I think so too. I don't have enough energy in me left to actually laugh at funny things, but it is funny. Got Got it. it. Memorized.
Caitlin. And I'm Joe. Sugar We're Going Down podcasting is exactly what it sounds like. Each week, we get a random Fall Out Boy song and discuss it in various ways, such as... What are its merits musically? Is it a bop? Does it have chugs? It's lyrical complexity. Sometimes Pete writes a triple entendre, and sometimes he doesn't even finish the first entendre. Does the video make any goddamn sense, though? Usually, no. How gay does it make us feel? Usually a lot of gay. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your personal podcatcher of choice and get a new episode every Wednesday until it kills us. Caitlin, is this more than you bargained for yet? Honestly, it already is. (laughs) 